Okay, guys, you know what? Mama needs a timeout. Hey guys, it's Nick, and I got Lex with me here. Hey. Welcome back to Mom's Wine Out and our third episode. Let it go. This episode, we're going to be talking to you guys about mindfulness and how we incorporate it into our daily life routine to help us better manage our balance. If you remember episode one, balancing, you know, our work, mom, wife, life. So before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and check in with each other. So Lex, how's it going, man? Going good. Going good my high for the week mm. i was able to put my son into a, a a summer camp which made me really happy a beautiful summer camp yes gorgeous i'm super bummed uh big b didn't get to do it this year but for yeah. next oh, year for sure he's fine yeah he's fine yeah, yeah. big b yeah what is big b up to big b is up at camp Gigi's, um mm -hmm. which is my mother's for the summer it's been working out really well and he's loving it and yeah. i'm pretty sure i'm he's not living the good life basically getting that kid back um <laughs> at least not the version that's at camp Gigi, but we can you know go into that later he's, but anyways. he's living a good life right now yeah but yeah, yeah so traitor my high was <laughs> My high was getting my son into that little that little summer camp because he really enjoys it. Mm. Uh, low for this week, man. Mm. Maybe it's just the wine talking, but I actually can't think of any lows. Yeah. Yay for wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty good. Once yeah. Once my buzz wears off, I'm sure I'll have some. <laughs> You'll have a lot of lows. <laughs> yeah. A lot of lows coming that Those way. Those lows will come rolling out. <laughs> yeah. For me, let's see the high this week. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to old Gigi, and I'm gonna give me give mm -hmm. it the high of Big B having a great summer with my mom and dad, enjoying times with them, and just really getting a great summer experience. So that's definitely my high. Uh, my low. I'm not getting this full summer experience, <laughs> and um, you know what? I think that's my low too. Is yeah, yeah, watching the videos and the and yeah. the pictures of your Where's son. My summer fun at you know that's been my low. Like that's my low. Aww. I'm I'm stuck here. You you wonder like about those things like one. Who is this kid that's amazing <laughs> and doesn't argue or has tantrums or is just little angel sent mm -hmm. from above. Yep. And then secondly, where the hell was my fun time when I was a kid? Like, I mean, just... he's doing something new every day. Oh, for sure. Every day. For sure. Horseback riding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like you said, the guitar lessons, coffee house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Performances. Oh, I mean, this kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little jealous, but you know, it's okay. I'll just have to have grandkids one day and spoil them so rotten exactly. that my kids are like, what the hell, mom? And I'll be like, you know what? Blame your Gigi. But yep. anyways, so that's kind of my high and low. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, episode three, mindfulness. 
being a mindful mama. Yeah, you want to explain what mind mindfulness is to uh. our audience? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't prepared for this. Uh, you picked the topic. Ah, <laughs> yes, but I didn't know how to explain it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, to me, mindfulness is just being self-aware. Yeah. Being self-aware. Present. It, it being present, yeah. In the present moment. Mm-hmm. Which, I, when I first heard that years ago, I thought that's so stupid. Of course, we're always in the present moment, whether we want to be or not. But I guess being mindful is cognizantly and purposefully being in the present moment and just realizing yeah. that we're, I mean, this is what we have. The now. The now is always here. And uh, I know in my journey being mindful has really helped me a lot i used to think that being mindful was something kind of woo woo or kind of selfish yeah you know well i'll be mindful when i have time to be mindful or when i have the resources or when i have the money i mean but i've come to realize that being mindful is really almost a gateway yeah to those things that you long for mm-hmm. I think for me, mindfulness is really being engaged with the present and looking at the now. Mm-hmm. And somebody like myself, whose main job is basically planning, yeah. you know, I'm mm-hmm. constantly having to plan out the next six months to a year. Yeah. So for me, it's very difficult sometimes to pull myself back and look at what's in front of me and what's in the present. Yeah. And you know, it's been a long road for me to be able to do that as well, too. Uh, training my mind to appreciate simple processes of just breathing in and out or, you know, looking at a tree or, or taking a moment. And, you know, we're so much a society now that dependent on social media and posting and being on oh, our yeah. phones and showing off the world, but like not having technology in my path and enjoying my son smiling at me or just even the smell of coffee brewing in the morning. But yeah, I mean, I think you really were one of the ones that introduced me to the whole mindfulness experience along with my therapist. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's something that's always been out there for many years, but I think it's just really starting to gain attention in in mainstream media, especially with just how crazy the world is nowadays and how not in our control our society is. Yeah. It's and we've seen such a rise in diagnosis with depression, anxiety, OCD. You know, that's something that I dealt with again, uh, you know, after the birth of my, my second son uh, and I think we all have had our trials and tribulations and mindfulness has kind of helped ground some of those issues for for at least me I can say I can't say for everybody but it's you know and and I think what's interesting is what we'll go into is we practice you know mindfulness is just a practice but how you practice is really up to you yeah no that's for sure we've spoken about this in previous episodes i'm a complete total introvert yes so the way that i prefer to practice mindfulness somewhat differs from nick's yeah way and but they're both you well it's not even it's not even patience that's just my preference yeah that's true (laughs) that's true i i but it's funny because okay so i discovered meditation years ago Mm -hmm. but it never made sense to me because meditation i mean it 
surely there has to be something more productive I can be doing. It just, yep. it, it boggled my mind oh, that yeah. sitting still for more than, for, for, for any amount of time could be productive in any way. I felt like it was a setup. Like, right? <laughs> when we were taking that yoga class with our friend. Yeah. And, like, we would have the moment of, like, the asana, the ending. <laughs> yes. The ending one. Uh, I, when you're in those last few moments of the class and you're unwinding, I would hate it. Because it was like, what's the point of this? Why should I relax? Because it's not going to last. It's going to mm, be only 15 yes, minutes. Yes. Like, there's no point. Mm -hmm. But eventually I've learned there is a point. <laughs> so. Yeah. When I just, or when I started meditating, I guess about... Gosh, has it been, I guess it's been a couple of years ago. You know, I've started with the apps, the free apps, and I still continue yeah. to use those. Yeah. But, um, gosh, there was, there was a time, I think I went 80 days, 79 days without a break. Yeah. And, and I loved it and it was great. And it's, it's so funny how meditation actually works to make you more focused, works to make you more productive. Yes. And, and it's so weird. It's so counterintuitive, especially for someone like us who... We're both a little bit of a workaholic. Mm -hmm. I, I think we've drawn back a, a bit from that. But yeah. in the past years, as we've mentioned on past episodes, I mean, we'd stay at work till 8 or 9 o'clock at oh, night. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that was normal for us. I mean, that was just, despite having children, despite having husbands who wanted us home. Yeah. So it's very counterintuitive to believe that sitting still for any amount of time could be of any use to anybody. Oh, for sure. But when I once I started meditating... I became so productive. Oh my gosh. I started, I was working full time. Yeah. That's when I started my master's program and I was doing it easily. I, I almost have to say. Oh yeah. For like hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, what are you talking about meditation or for the... you? Yeah. For you. Oh like, yeah. Remember you? I mean, I like... could meditate for two hours. Easily. Oh God. No, I loved it. And, God, and shoot I... me. Like literally <laughs> shoot me. And I think that has to do with part of my personality. Yeah. That was my alone time. That yeah. was my me time. So I just, I loved it. And I'm very fortunate to have a husband who was supportive of it. Yeah. And he would, you know, watch the kids, tell him, mama's resting, mama's, you know, mama's doing her, her little weird meditation. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell him, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and I feel like it's gotten me through a lot. I mean, we've been through, a, I've been through a couple of deaths, one in the family, one within the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like meditation really got me through that. Yeah. Now, that being said, it's funny because lately I have been rebelling against meditation <laughs> and I don't know why, or I, I think, actually, I think I, I, I kind of finally figured it out. So when I was meditating, I was in the most productive period of my life. Yeah. I mean, I was juggling so many things oh, and yeah. doing it very well, in my opinion, and yep. not with a lot of effort to it's so weird to say that because I was working hard yeah but it didn't feel like it yeah now right now I'm just kind of in this I don't want to I don't know if this is the right word for it but I feel like I'm kind of in this funk yeah but I want to be in the funk but you know what that's okay yeah I you agree. have to appreciate the funk you do to understand the peace oh I like that Trademark. <laughs> Does right. that cover it? I, wait, you say that again? You have to un, you have to understand, understand the, the funk to appreciate the, the peace. peace. Whoa, mind blown. No, I, I and that's actually how I feel right now. I for for the past year, I mean, I was doing so much, and I I really do believe that meditation 
had a part of that. And so I think yep. now my brain and my body is just kind of saying, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that productive. And so it's almost like rebelling against the meditation. That being said, I still do meditate, but I just yeah. don't do it every day. Yeah. And you I don't found your balance it. to it. Well, I think I will probably go back to it. But at this point, I almost feel like I'm scared to go back because I kind of enjoy being in the funk. I really do. I don't know what it is. It's like one of those people that, like myself, like they're always, there's more comfort in chaos than there is in peace. You know what I mean? Because Ah. with chaos, there's always something to keep your mind busy. And I'm, it's, it's something I work on. I promise you. I have a problem always functioning at an executive level, executive functioning level thinking, meaning that I'm always processing, processing, processing. I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking and it exhausts me. Yeah. It it exhausts me to a point. So the way that I've incorporated mindfulness, I do meditation, but honestly, I, I don't have the, I do not (laughs) have the, I don't want to say the time because technically I do, but The, I don't have the patience to sit. It's not your jam. It's not, it's not, not your jam. the way that traditional meditation works. Okay. I've found my way with meditation, but, um, which for me is more processing my thoughts versus mm. clearing my mind because okay. it's very difficult for me to clear my mind, but allowing my thoughts to come through that I'm during a meditation and actually processing the emotion mm. and connecting to that has helped me immensely because one of the things that I avoid is emotion because it's uh, a, yeah. it's a, it's to me, it's a moment of weakness. And so being able to allow my body and my mind to connect to one and process through the feeling, the emotion, allowing my mind to think of, you know, think it through, uh, whatever it may be has been very beneficial for me. So it doesn't, I don't like being there for maybe 30 minutes. I can do maybe 15, 20 minutes tops. Oh, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. But letting that really go through. But again, I'm always in higher level thinking. So one of the things. You like to fix things. I do. I'm a fixer. You're a fixer. I'm a fixer. fixer. And I'm also a planner. So it's like, I'm always thinking at that executive level. So one of the things I work with with my therapist is kind of, bringing it back to your lower level thinking. So some of the things that I do is I'll, um, when I find myself being in my head too much and I don't have a moment to meditate, you know, I start counting things around me, kind of like when you're having a panic attack or something, they say Mm -hmm. to kind of say five things that are around you, say, you know, four things that you smell, you know, you kind of, Mm, you kind of touch base with your senses. So basically that's what I do. I'll count trees or I'll count signs or I'll count something. You almost really. have to keep your brain yeah. going. I have to bring it back down to, I can't let it go over, you know, obsessive compulsive because I do suffer from a little bit of that. And if I, if I get something in my head, mm-hmm. then it can just kind of replay in there and it's kind of shaking my brain up and saying, Hey, oh, okay. get back to what's important and what's right. in front of you and don't get stuck on what could be. Look at what is mm-hmm. and, you know, doing Doing little activities like that um, really help, you know, with that version of meditation for me, more processing versus clearing, um, because eventually it does clear my mind, you know, because I process it through and I let it go and I move on. And then also... But you process it. Yes. And I think that's the... Yes. Whereas with me, I don't 
necessarily process it. I almost just kind of let it go from the beginning. Oh, I can't. And, well, I couldn't. And then, I don't know where. I guess it, oh gosh, are we going to go here? I think, <laughs> I think that's what the people want. So, I don't know if anybody else is familiar with Brooke Castillo. She has been one of my lifelines through this journey of mine. She has a podcast called The Life School. What is it? Life Coaching School with Brooke Castillo. Yeah, yeah. We'll, it's a we'll, good one. We'll put a reference in, in, the, in the notes for anyone who's interested. But she really has been my lifeline. And I still remember, because I used to always just be in my head. And the one yeah. little thing that she mentioned, something about... Um, Basically, it's all in your head. It really is, which which kind of helps and kind of doesn't, because then it kind of puts almost puts the, the guilt back yeah. on you. Well, yeah. So you're saying this is all in my head? Great. So I'm just crazy. Yeah. But you know, it's it's true. You know, one of the things she mentioned was, for example, if somebody says, "Oh, I hate your blue hair. Your your blue hair looks so ridiculous. You look so stupid with blue hair. Why do you have that blue hair?" Well, if somebody tells you that, and if you have blue hair, I'm, I'm very sorry. This is not going to pertain to me. Like I feel a little pointed. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Nick, Nick does not have blue hair. No. If I were to tell her that. I did though when I was like 16. But she doesn't now. So if I were to tell her that now, <laughs> she wouldn't be offended by that. She wouldn't probably be affected by it at all because it's not true. Yeah. But who is it not true to? Yeah. It's not true to her. Yeah. So basically if you are feeling offended loved anything by anything that anyone else says that's all on you yep if you believe it it's true and if you don't believe it it's not true and i hope i'm saying this right because brooke castillo generally doesn't have half a bottle of wine in her when she's talking oh yeah did she give up drinking <laughs> uh, i think so yeah you're right you actually okay episode. yeah i skipped that up <laughs> sorry brooke castillo <laughs> but uh it really just kind of put it back on me that wow we really are in charge of how we feel yes it is nobody else's responsibility but our own yep as to whether we feel good bad or whatever and uh, i think that's kind of where it all started for me so was there like a breaking point for you like what made you reach out to this because i know what did it for me so i just you know wanted to share your reasoning for opening I, I yourself up to me, mindfulness. I think for me it was it was quite gradual. Yeah. But no, you... Well, for me, before baby number two, I would say everything was hogwash and I was fine. <laughs> yeah. And I was just doing me, boo. Doing me. But basically, I had baby number two and I dealt with... I guess it would it was postpartum. Baby number one, I didn't have postpartum, a little bit of the baby blues, but nothing that knocked me on my ass. Well, after little B, it knocked me on my ass and like kicked me down the street. So his whole pregnancy, I was very anxious. I had super high anxiety levels. Mm -hmm. The demands on what I was doing in this new job were very much laxed to what Mm -hmm. I was used to. So where work used to accompany almost 24 hours of my brain space, yeah, it no longer was the case. And so now my mind was searching and, you know, I uh, things that I had not processed in my past because I'm very much a shut it down type person and move on started coming up. And uh, it's, 
it, I was diagnosed, I can't even remember what the official name is, but it's basically hypochondria. I literally thought I was dying almost every single day. If it wasn't from a blood clot, yeah. then it was going to be from, like... It was everything. Basically, I mean, yeah. everything was going to kill you, yeah. Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I'm not talking, like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm so tired. Like, I'm talking, like, literally, I went to the emergency room maybe four or five times during that pregnancy unrelated to the baby at all. And the weird thing about it is, is that I had experienced two miscarriages before I had my first son. And when I was pregnant with my first, my biggest fear was something happening to the baby. Of course. I mean, I had lost two pregnancies, you know, it's, it's the main concern. Baby B, I knew I was not going, I knew he was okay. There was nothing that I was ever worried about him. It was all something was going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so after I had him, I had some issues breastfeeding, some pain in my breast. And, I, you know, of course, what does anybody do? They go on and they look on the internet and they try to self-diagnose to kind of feel better. I found out about this very rare, very rare breast cancer that affects very little under the age of 50, but you know, it is, um, you can always be a statistic. It's, yes, it's always exactly. A scary, exactly. It matter. So of course I'm freaking out. I literally think I'm going to die. I think I have this, this very rare breast cancer that very few survive from and that I'm never going to get to see my baby yeah. or my children grow. Um, you know, And I had to kind of go to a very dark and scary place in my mind where it came to the point where I had to get outpatient treatment with a a great, I don't want to say mental, but like... this And this is after you have your baby. Yeah, this is after. This is after. You know, a lot of it I do contribute to postpartum. A lot of it I do contribute to um, my my birth father, my father, who was very active in my life, one of my best friends, I would say, passed away when I was 23. So a lot of unresolved feelings surrounding that and, you know, emotional damage that I never probably really got proper care for when it happened. And then also just the fear of the unknown and not being able to be there for my children now that I had two little lives that depended on me. I kind of had to hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm very quickly because that is not my personality at all i'm i hate being in a negative space if i'm in a bad mood it's i always tell my husband let me just be pissed off (laughs) i'll process it and i'll be good afterwards like as soon as it's done i let it go i'm never one to really hold on to to bad things but you do have to process it yes i have to process it that is a big thing for me and if i don't get that resolution or that process then that's very difficult for me to let things go my aunt is actually the one that really worked with me a lot who is who is buddhist and she is also my godmother she spent some time with me and and told me about her journey and you know through therapy through meditation through coloring I know that sounds kind of silly but just letting that simpleness of coloring kind of help you get out of that obsessive thinking or that executive level thinking to where you just 
bring it down the notch. Um, you know, that's helped a lot for me too. See, now it's funny because coloring would drive me insane. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. I hate coloring. Really? <laughs> you know, when I was little and I noticed my boys too, mm. it, there's something about having to stay in the lines. Just, I don't know. <laughs> no, Big B hates coloring. Really? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm as surprised. creative as he is, he hated coloring. Well, no, that makes sense to me because when you're creative, you don't want to stay in the lines. You don't want to. You don't want to go by someone else. I'd rather draw the picture than no. color it. I don't know. Maybe that's why I, I'm a sucky drawer. So I was <laughs> like, I can make this like amazing. You can take something and fix it. Whereas, yeah. I guess we want to create it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I don't know. Oh, I don't know what it is. Well, so, so, but, so you really had to hit rock bottom before anything. I could accepted actually, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until I started to introduce myself to mindfulness and, and mindfulness again is, is just being in the now and mm -hmm. it's not just anything that kind of helps you bring your presence to the moment versus being stuck in your head and focusing on the future or you yeah. know things that can happen i heard somewhere and this resonated so much with me I, I i don't know who said it so i'm so sorry i hope i'm not infringing on any kind of i don't know what copyrights or anything but focusing on the past can lead to depression focusing on the future mm -hmm. yes leads to anxiety mm -hmm. focusing on the present I don't remember, but <laughs> basically so focus on the... I'm pretty sure that wasn't Jack. <laughs> I can't girl. remember. Yeah. They probably weren't drinking while they were uh, mentioning this beautiful quote, but, and it's so true because I have, I have been through depression. I have been through, I've had yeah. suicidal thoughts, suicidal tendencies. Fortunately, that was a long time ago. I, I, I almost barely, barely remember it at this point. I'm sure if I went into it, I could remember and um, I think if it weren't for my husband and his support, I probably would not have gotten out of it. But, you know, there's always things, you know, and even like, uh, you know, now I'm always reading books. I love reading. Yeah. Um, Eckhart Tolle. He's one of the one of the people that I, I love his book, The Power of Now. You know, I've read 10% Happier by Dan Harris. That one really resonated with me because it has more to do with being mindful while you're being a full-time working person and, of course, a very important public figure. Well, I don't know if it's very important, but, you know, a public figure. He's on TV. People yeah. know who he is. So I guess it's just been a journey, period. <laughs> I think it's always a journey. I think yeah. that's the point of mindfulness. Yeah. You know, true. it's the journey. It's not the end game. Yeah. So how do you incorporate mindfulness into your, into your self-care? Because that's really important, self-care. Okay. Well, at this point, I really don't, you know what, honestly, lately what I've been doing is just watch, binge watching TV. Oh. <laughs> I have been binge watching TV that, well, Queer Eye, that's one. Yeah. When I was meditating and, and, and going to school and, and being so productive, I did not watch any TV. And I wasn't doing it. I wasn't not watching TV on purpose. It's just that I really didn't have time. Have time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I mean, you can make time for whatever you want. I've learned. Yeah, for sure. But TV just was not on my priority. But right now, yeah, lately for the last couple of months, that's what I've been doing is just binge watching TV with But you're my not husband. in school right now either. Nope. I'm so not in school. I think it's just your little summer vacation. It really is. You're I'm, at Camp Gigi right I am now. At Camp 
Is this Camp Gigi? Oh my god! I think you're Camp Gigi right now. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, it, it, and so you know, binge watching. Oh my gosh, I binge watched a show called Doctor Foster. It's it's such a guilty pleasure of mine. I really? never thought it's about a woman. Oh. Who finds out her husband's cheating on her and goes crazy. That it's bastard. not. <laughs> Not anything that I ever thought That's I would a be in wheelhouse, though. You think so? Yeah, crazy women <laughs> cheating. I husbands. usually try to stay away from that because That's true. it's That's my a wheelhouse. Trigger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, we'll go into that later. Jealousy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's basically what I've been doing. I don't know your if that's care. mindfulness. Yeah, self-care. Yeah. That's kind of your self-care. Binge watching TV. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for me, self-care, I think mindfulness plays a big part in it. Like I've said in other episodes, you know, I do see my therapist um, who I went to about a week after I completed my time with the outpatient treatment. So, I mean, for me, part of my self-care is, number one, making sure that I go to my therapy appointments. I think that's been a great, and that's a tough one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I've been I, doing it for a year now, as especially, I believe, especially as a mother. Yep. We live in a small town. Yep. So we don't get a lot of like your therapy appointments don't take place here. No, they you don't. You have to drive at least an hour. Yeah. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah. Just to go see your therapist. Yep. And for that's an hour. not including any wait time that you have or anything like that, you know? So yeah, it is, it, I think that's really admirable. Thank you. Because it's really, really tough for a mother to take that kind of time and out for themselves. Yeah, of course. And yeah. to feel that guilt when you do take mm -hmm. your time out. Like, yes. I think it's easier for me to say, no, mm -hmm. I need to do this because this is for my mental health, which affects you, my babies yeah. and you, my husband versus like going and getting my nails done or, you know, it's money well spent to me yeah. versus spending it, splurging it, I should but say. But even the fact that we have to justify that, you I know, know. It, I know. It, it's, it's, so it's one of those things we shouldn't have to justify no. self-care of any kind. If you no. want to even getting, getting your nails done, getting a pedicure, a manicure, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, girl. Yeah. My husband and I were just actually talking about this today because he wants to start getting pedicures. I, I strongly support him getting pedicures. And I do too. But it's so hard. And especially for him, he's a man. I don't know. Maybe or he's a man and a father. It's so hard to justify. He doesn't even like spending 20 bucks on his haircut every two weeks. He really? feels guilty for that. Yeah. Oh. He really does. I had to tell him, that is okay. Yeah. You can, I, I, as the mother, as the wife, had to tell him, it's okay to spend $15, He's usually $20. more McSpendier than you, too. Well, it depends on what it is. That's true. If it's a movie or a comic book or something like that, yeah, he'll spend the money for it. But... I guess he's getting more... Maybe that was his way of saying he wants to get long hair now. Oh, Lord. He does. He actually does want to get long hair, which I do not support. Yeah, and he I thought... support his haircut every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I will give him $20 to go get a haircut every two weeks. But no, it, it's it's difficult as a parent, you know? Yeah. It really is to... Oh, for sure. ...to justify that rather than, you know, I could use that money to... To take my son, my, my kids to the movies or to take my kids to the beach or, or whatever. buying them clothes or them yeah. food. Like, honestly, I don't even remember the last time I bought myself clothes and a pair of shoes. Like, yeah. you, 
it's easier for me to buy things for my children, yeah. of course, as any mother knows. Oh yeah, than for sure. putting that walk into Old Navy. Into me, you you start at the women's section. Oh, but where do you end up? And then you pick up something. And you're like, I'm not paying forty five. Yeah, or $25 I know. dollars for this, and then you go, Oh my god, twenty dollars for this steal <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh my gosh. No, one of my guilty pleasures lately too. I actually just did it this afternoon window shopping on Amazon. Oh. So what I like oh, to do... Oh, that could have went a whole different route, but what? okay. <laughs> I don't... What? Never mind. Oh, God. Lord. Okay. I'm, I, I, that stuff goes over my head. I don't get anything. Anyway, so yeah, what I like to do is I like to go on Amazon and I like to pick out whatever it is. Today it was closed. Oh, yeah. And I put it on my wish list. Oh. And yep. that's it. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's my guilty pleasure is, is putting stuff on my Amazon wish list. So I have about... 20 at this point. Oh my gosh. I have one for vacations, one for yeah, camping, one yeah. for clothes, one for self health and care and blah and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the window shop. And the reason I like to do that is because I read somewhere that the act of browsing and looking for good deals is actually what increases your endorphins. It's not actually the getting the getting item. Getting the item? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it works. I'm not sure. <laughs> that kind of, I mean, I don't know how this segues, but I guess it does. But like when I'm trying to watch what I'm eating, I have a very strong sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just one tooth. I think it's my whole damn mouth. But anyways, I'll go onto Pinterest and look up desserts and just looking at the desserts. You naughty girl. Just looking at them. Just, I probably gained like five pounds just, just looking. looking at them. But at the same time, like just, oh my it kind of helps funny. that. Yeah, Craving, no, I get you know? it. I like, get it. Yeah. Because my lazy ass is not going to do yeah, it. You're not. No, no, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. You're I just probably go. put two babies to bed. I'm fed a husband, got him all taken care of. Like, it's just me zoning out, you know? So you basically just drink wine and look at good desserts on Pinterest. Pretty much. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a good night to me. Yeah. A but glass I mean, of wine and Golden Girls, and I'm set. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> That's a good Friday night right there. Oh my god, we're so, so sad. sad. I, know. I know. Super sad. Ah, but good. anyways, going back. To oh yeah, it. mindfulness. So, my bad. how do you incorporate mindfulness now? I know you said right now you're kind of like taking a break from it. But, well, but that's just from meditation. Have, yeah. Do you do anything else that could be considered mindfulness? You know, one of the things that I do do, especially... <laughs> I do do. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> one of the things I do do, <laughs> especially at work, and, I, and I'm sure you're, you probably, or a lot of our listeners too probably do this as well. I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. Ugh. So I know, I know, but, you know... We all have our own struggles. We all have sure, our own yeah. battles that we're going through. And um, before I speak, especially speak, but before I speak or before I judge, it's, uh, try. I try. I, I, I'm so judgmental. I try not to be. But before I judge, I try to take into account what the other person is telling me or how they may be feeling. Um that's that's one of the ways that I incorporate mindfulness in my workday. Mm -hmm. But again, I think that's where meditation helps because it almost it almost it makes it easier to stop yourself before you go go there. You know, before you just that. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. that's another thing is just stepping back and looking at the big picture. Oh, is this is this really an emergency? Is this really going to make a 
big difference. You know, there's something I've, I've, I've learned to take a step back and it's not always about being right. Ugh. I know, I Ugh. know, I know, but it really, you know, it's, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Or, you know, yeah. it's one of those things. I so, get it. See, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't practice it. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Oh, it really yeah. is, you know. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things you just kind of, that's what I do. That's what I yeah. try to do. And it, it, in the end, even if I'm festering on it at the moment, in the end, it ends up making my life easier. And I guess that's what I try to focus on is I try to focus on the end point rather yeah. than it's all about the now but at the time i don't focus on the now i try to focus on the end point so it's a it's yeah, a balance it's, it's a big now. old balancing game you know oh for sure yeah i know for myself when i feel overwhelmed or i feel very like something's weighing on me heavily i take that moment away and kind of start processing those you know allowing myself to really process and connect and and emotionally figure it out and, and physically and you know mentally another thing that's really worked for me and which i loved a lot is uh our walks that we've been taking at work oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true. so not lately though no well, the weather's crap oh, but yeah. but but we try we try <laughs> um and i will give it to the boss man he's very supportive yes. of us going and getting yes. our steps getting our so steps. super super cool um you know we take at least two walks around our a place of work mm -hmm. and um, try to do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it yeah. really does make a difference. One, it does. For me, self care also includes exercising. I have been, and it's kind of like what you said you just, you're in that funk of, you don't want to do it. I'm nope. kind of right there right now with yeah. kind of like, healthy eating and you know mm -hmm. working out i'm i'm kind of at this like yeah, yeah. i'm good in the funk i'm yeah. good in the funk however once i do start working out i'm very happy mm -hmm. i'm i'm a much better person for myself when i am eating healthier mm -hmm. and, and i even hate eat, saying eating healthier you know what i mean that makes it seem like common sense it, it's yeah you know good and I mean? bad yeah, and putting yeah, labels yeah. on yes, things yes yeah. yes yes eating in a more conscious, conscious, mindful, way. Mindful, <laughs> way. mindful way, enjoying the food that I'm eating and not just eating to fill a void, fill a void. Oh, yeah, gosh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, so bringing mindfulness into those components of your life you, that you don't think yeah. about, it's really beneficial and really helpful. And I've seen positive things for myself when mm -hmm. I do take those times uh, away from myself or away from others and focus on myself or, or not sure. even that just just I, putting myself first yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a very difficult thing because I do feel guilt mm -hmm. I'm sure you feel guilt as well too yeah um, I'm I, getting way I'm getting better much better at that yeah, yeah. I don't feel nearly as much guilt I think as the I older to. your kids get the less guilt yes you feel. that is true I will say that once your kids get past the age of two Ugh. it's much easier much 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 easier because you can just kind of sorry kid yeah. <laughs> you're on your yeah. own today <laughs> yeah exactly oh i sound horrible <laughs> no she loves your kids i do i love my kids <laughs> but i think we all have those moments of needing to walk away yes yeah and i think it's a good thing i don't think it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and that's for all moms. Mm -hmm. Not work, not just you know working moms, stay at home. Yeah. All moms, yeah. when you need that minute to walk away, 
you just need that minute away. to walk away. Yes. Even if that means putting your baby in the crib and letting them cry it out. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the bathroom for 10 minutes. And cry. And just cry or sit on the toilet or watch cat videos, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, just, you just have to walk away sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Well. I don't know. I think that's... Did we say anything of value regarding mindfulness today? <laughs> no, I think we did. You think so? I think we dropped some knowledge on these people. Oh, yeah. another thing that I do. I drink wine. <laughs> yeah. She's very good at that. I'm very, very good at drinking wine. She's very mindful. I'm very that. mindful of drinking my wine <laughs> yeah. every night. No. Wow. She enjoys the robustness of each uh, sip. <laughs> yes, I do. Um. Well, besides... Besides that, um, you know, uh, just love yourselves, guys. You know, make yeah. sure that you take that moment to, even if it's loving yourself, if you know what I mean. I mean, just, you know, take that moment to really love yourself. Yeah, like. Just give yourself some love. Okay, now I feel for me. <laughs> But no, love yourself. Take that moment. Walk away. Do what you need to do. Don't feel selfish. Don't feel guilty. You know, there's 24 hours in this beautiful day. It's not crazy to give yourself just an hour, even 30 minutes, you know, just Mm -hmm. to do something that's for you that will put you in a better space, better thought process, better, you know, better overall. And there is time. There is time for you. I know it's hard sometimes it doesn't seem like it but there really is if you break out your day you will find time for yourself and whether that's taking a walk meditating or watching junky videos does not matter coloring coloring counting you know do whatever you Mm -hmm. can do to make yourself just focus on the now you deserve it yes for sure all right well i think that's it okay at least for me namaste Namaste. (laughs) All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. All right. Sounds good. So what was your high this week? I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this. This plan wasn't thought through. We literally do it every episode. (laughs) This is our third episode. Well, we've done the mic before. Oh, my God. Our mic fell in the cheese. That's how unprepared we are.